This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. It's Wednesday the 21st of February. In your Squiz today, the Australian Navy gets an overhaul, Assange misses his court date, some high-profile resignations, and finding your soulmate. This is your Squiz today. Defence Minister Richard Miles says Australia's Navy will undergo a massive $11 billion overhaul, Siobhan. It'll involve adding 11 combat-ready warships to what's called the Enhanced Lethality Surface Combatant Fleet, which I'm sure you can appreciate is a mouthful. (laughs) And the new additions will take us to a total of 26 ships in that fleet. Yes, it sounds like something from a movie, doesn't it? It's very serious. (laughs) And that includes nine Tier 1 frigates and destroyers and 11 smaller general-purpose ships. Now, we'll also be getting six new optionally crewed surface vessels, which essentially means that they're drone boats which can be Mm. operated remotely. Now, it also brings the total spend on increasing our defence capabilities over the next decade to $54 billion, which Navy Chief Vice Admiral Mark Hammond says is a real shot in the arm and will allow them to be more prepared for any future trouble in the Indo-Pacific region. And that's a nice segue into why this is happening. As the Navy waits for the AUKUS nuclear-powered submarines, an independent review found that the existing fleet is the oldest we've ever operated, and it's not fit for purpose. Yeah, exactly right. And Miles says that means the updates are needed given the complexity of our strategic circumstances, which is just a nice way of saying that China could have ambitions in our backyard. The other thing is that the overhaul includes dropping the number of hunter-class frigates on order from nine down to six, because Miles says the previous coalition government left a $20 billion funding hole. As for new vessels, they'll be constructed in WA and South Australia and will create thousands of jobs over the next 10 years. But there is still a question mark over who is going to crew these new ships because just last week, the Australian Defence Force revealed it's already understaffed and needs thousands of Aussies to fill its existing roles. So the government is considering some drastic solutions, Alice. Yeah, they include allowing foreigners to serve, cutting recruitment times by 200 days and reducing fitness standards for recruits. Miles says it's a significant challenge, but he does reckon the opportunity to participate in one of the world's most modern navies will help. The Coalition Defence spokesman Andrew Hastie isn't convinced, though. He says the Albanese government has a major recruitment and retention crisis on its hands. Siobhan, the family of Putin critic Alexei Navalny, who died in an Arctic penal colony on Friday, says they've been told that they won't be given his body back for two weeks. So that comes after Navalny's mother was told that his body is undergoing chemical analysis and that's prompted his wife Yulia to accuse Russian President Vladimir Putin of having him poisoned with the deadly nerve agent Novichok. And she believes authorities are waiting for traces of that poison to leave his body before they return it. 
Now, in case you're unaware, Novichok was popular during the Cold War, and it's what Navalny was poisoned with before a flight to Moscow in 2020. And for its part, the Kremlin says there's an ongoing investigation into Navalny's death and that there are no results as of yet. Regardless, Yulia has also released a video message to Navalny's supporters. She's vowed to continue his work to free Russia. Siobhan, WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange's last-ditch appeal to avoid extradition to the US began in London overnight. But the 52-year-old Australian, who had gained approval to attend in person, wasn't present. His lawyer told the court that he was too ill to attend. That's right. And that comes after his wife, Stella Assange, earlier this week described his health as being in decline physically and mentally. The court hearing did go on without him, though. His lawyer, Edward Fitzgerald KC, told London's Royal Courts of Justice Assange was being prosecuted for engaging in ordinary journalistic practice, while another one of his lawyers, Mark Summers KC, alleged there was evidence of a truly breathtaking CIA plot to assassinate him, which he said hadn't been examined properly by previous British judges. And just to recap, Assange is facing extradition to the US on espionage and hacking charges. That was after publishing confidential US military files related to the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. If he loses this appeal and is extradited to the US, he could face a prison sentence of 175 years. Reports say that it's unclear if he'll attend the second day of the appeal, which kicks off tonight, our time. There was a couple of high-profile resignations yesterday, Siobhan. The first is Queensland Police Commissioner Katerina Carroll. She'll finish up next Friday, a few months before her contract was due to end. Yeah, she's been the commissioner since July 2019, and recently she's been under increasing pressure over the state's growing youth crime rate. And that really came to a head when grandmother Vileen White was stabbed to death in front of her six-year-old granddaughter outside a shopping centre earlier this month. But Carol has also faced criticism from inside the force after standing down an officer who authorised colleagues to ram a stolen car. But regardless, she says the role has been the most incredible and rewarding journey. Virgin Australia is also searching for a new boss. Its CEO, Jane Herdlicker, said she's leaving after four years of heavy lifting. She came on board in 2020 after the airline entered administration and it's since returned to profitability in 2023 for the first time in 11 years. Herdlicker says she's passing the baton on ahead of Virgin's speculated listing on the stock exchange. Siobhan, I know you're passionate about good footwear. Oh, yes. (laughs) And if squizzes feel the same, some experts are stepping in with some good tips for spotting great shoes. Right. Now, given the explosion of fast fashion and thousands of options in shops and online, it's really not easy to know what's actually good for your feet. So this advice is really timely. (laughs) They say starting with the material is a good way to go. Soft leather is a quick way to identify quality kicks as it will last forever when cared for properly. Mm. But they say be wary of plastic masquerading as vegan leather or synthetic because it's more likely to break or damage easily and that shoes made out of that are very disposable. 
And if you're not into strutting around in heels, a thick, stitched-on rubber sole is another sure sign of sturdiness, Alice. The other thing they say is that it's important to avoid cheap hardware like flimsy buckles. Mm. And all of that advice leads me to believe that it sounds like Doc Martens and sneakers are the way to go. Look, no comment on that. But as a friend once said to me, never wear shoes that you can put in a dishwasher, which is (laughs) solid life advice. Very solid. (laughs) Squeeze the day, Siobhan. We're expecting more company results out today. Yep, Rio Tinto, Stockland, Santos and Woolworths. And there's likely to be a few headlines about that last one, given the focus on supermarkets at the moment. So I'll be keeping a firm eye on all of those. And that's us done. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.